Real quick, before we continue with the episode, I want to let you know that if you're a creative person who wants to share your creative gift or whatever you're passionate about with other people and create an online community, a podcast is an amazing way to do it. And you can start a podcast today with Anchor by Spotify. It's such an easy way to make a podcast. Trust me, I'm not a tech person and I did it. So if I can do it, honey, you can too, okay? Anchor has tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. And you can host on Anchor and it will distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. So you don't have to worry about, you know, uploading your podcast to all these different sites. And it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's 100% free. So there you go. Let's go. Start your podcast, create your online community, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, without further ado, let's continue. Welcome to the Creatively by Estelle podcast. My name is Estelle Avery and I'm your host. This show is for creative and performing artists, and this is your space to feel creative, to feel inspired and motivated every single week, and to be given tactical tips and tools for you to reach your creative goals and fulfill your purpose as a creative person. You are welcome here. Let's get into the episode. Hi, welcome back to the Creatively by Estelle podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I love, love, love getting to talk to you every week and getting to share my conversations with people. And yeah, this is just so fun for me. I hope it's fun for you. I hope you enjoy being here. I really want this podcast to be like a breath of fresh air every time you listen. Like I want you to feel leave feeling encouraged and empowered. I want you to leave feeling like you have like good um, advice and tips that you can take and start to apply and feel like you're really moving the needle towards what you want to be doing as a creative. So I hope that that is what this is for you. Just take a deep breath, you know, and settle in wherever you are, whatever you're doing. The fact that you're taking the time to listen to this means the world to me. So thank you. Just take a deep breath and know that it's okay. You're here. You're alive another day. Another opportunity to use your gifts, to learn. And that's what we're really here to do anyway with this show is to learn how to use our gifts more creatively. So I hope that's what you get from today's episode. I also want to remind you that Um, One of the incredible parts of being a creative is the fact that we have a community of other artists just like us. And so I would love for you to go into the Creatively by Estelle podcast page and go to the groups tab and start to, well, actually just join the creative, um, the creative performing and theater artist community that's what it's called you can also just look it up on facebook and of course everything is linked below um that way you're able to join the group it's a public group for now eventually it will be private um that way we'll have like a very niche specific group of people who are really there um encouraging each other but i really want you to go there 
and start to ask questions, start to respond to the posts there. And that way we can really build each other up, encourage each other, empower each other, and be there for each other. This can be an opportunity for you to network, to find people to collaborate with, to ask questions, to learn more. So I would love to encourage you to go to that group and join and make sure we start building that community, okay? I want to also just talk to you guys and meet you more and ask questions, answer questions, start discussions. So that would be a great place to do it. And as always, you can always DM me, let me know what you think of any episodes or um, even topics that you would like us to delve into, or you would, if you have a guest that you would suggest, you know, always feel free to DM me. The DMs are open and you can find my Instagram down below as always, but it's at Estelle F. Berry. So that's super simple. Um, but I just would love to connect with you wherever you are online. And yeah, the Facebook group is a great way to do that. So make sure you check that out. And I'm really excited for today's podcast episode because our guest today is Faithfulness Adebayo Ige. He is an actor, model, writer, and overall an artist living and working in LA. In our conversation today, he shares his journey as a college track athlete turned theater professional with the support of his Nigerian parents. And he provides tactical advice that he has, has to offer to artists and actors on mindset shifts, financial planning, taking courageous action, redefining success, and more. You are going to leave encouraged and ready to take real action as an artist and creative. So get ready. You will really enjoy this conversation. I really do believe that. I know I did. So get ready to learn, get ready to hear, get ready to be encouraged. And I just want you to take it all in, but also leave with some actions that you're really going to take and start working on. Um, especially like at the end, he gives a lot of like practical things that we can all do as artists to be the best that we can be, right? And so I think you're really going to learn a lot and let's all learn from it, right? Let's all learn together and let's all take those action steps together and go to the, if you're doing that, go to the Facebook group and start sharing about it. I would love to hear from you and hear how you were inspired. And now without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Faithfulness Adebayo Ige. All right, so we're here with Faithfulness. How are you doing today, Faithfulness? Really good. Thanks for having yeah. me. I'm glad that you're here. Um, you are an actor. You are a creative person, obviously, a creator yourself. And I want you to give us your spiel, like what you do and like what you love to do and the work that you do. Um, and I'd also love to know like how you got to where you are now. Like how did you get here? Because everyone has a journey and to each his own, right? So everyone's everyone's yeah. is different. And I'm just, I'm really glad that we are able to do this because when my, like, okay, so our moms go way back, I guess. And my, when my mom <laughs> told me that you were an actor in LA, I was like, that is so cool. First of all, like, <laughs> I don't, I literally don't know any actors. I'm pretty sure that I can, like, almost any actors that, you know, that are like family friends like that. So that was really mm. cool for me to hear. Because we're Nigerian, is that why? number one reason yes yes um <laughs> yeah. so i was like very pleasantly surprised like so 
yeah, I'm really glad that we're getting to talk about this. So I'd love for you to tell us like what your journey has been. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the very first question you said was, um, yeah, I, asked I describe myself. Questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. I yeah. do that sometimes. Um, yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. We're going to go through all of them. Yeah. Um, so my name is Faithfulness. I'm an actor, model, um, and writer. Uh, those are the things that I've been paid professionally to do. There are other things that I'm interested in, but usually I stick to, especially when I'm introducing myself to you know, different people, because I honestly put myself under the umbrella of artist. And I feel like under that, there are different details and things that I can be interested in. But consistent, right out of high school, I get a business internship. And, you know, I'm doing this as I'm training in track and field, because I got a scholarship to run at UC Riverside. Mm -hmm. So, um, I didn't really like the internship, or, or rather, I wasn't really ecstatic about going into business, excuse me, administration. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking to my supervisor, I was like, there was always this itching idea in my head that maybe I should go for theater because my mom did try to put me in acting classes. Um, and they went well, but I was just more interested in doing sports. I wanted to, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Like that's really was my dream. Um, but once I did the internship and I was sort of looking at, well, I'm not really interested. And I asked her, should I switch it to theater? And she was like, well, you're a freshman. I mean, I think you should. And if you don't like it, you can always switch back. And that's exactly what I did. And as soon as I switched it to theater, I never switched back to that old major. And, and I think just a lot of excitement just came onto me, this curiosity, this sort of hunger to really find out um, what this is all about. And that's how it all started. So I'm doing track and field and I'm also, you know, getting into acting. I'm taking my first acting classes in college. And then it comes to a point in my second year of college that they're both in the sense that being a collegiate athlete, I've been sort of balancing the two. But I think at that point, it just came to that fork in the road. And honestly, I can only choose one path. So I sit my coach down and I tell him, hey, I want to give up my scholarship and I want to pursue acting full time. And he was just like, you know what? I know you're a pretty focused kid. Um, I trust your decision and um, best of luck to you. Wow. And so once I leave the track and field program, that's when I got an internship to the Oprah Winfrey Network. And that internship, it was in West Hollywood and it, it completely opened my mind to the world of entertainment and just how the office works, how the administration works. And that's when I also booked my first commercial, which is funny because my track coach, you know, set me up with the agent that booked me for the 2020 Olympics campaign. So, I mean, that's, that's really how it all started. And after that, funny enough, I, I, I started to monetize the skills that I have developed in athletics into commercials and modeling and different opportunities. And, you know, started to do that I got an agent moved to LA and then you just do the auditioning stuff and yeah that's that's kind of how it all started for the most part but I mean it was um 
it was really, I feel uh, a healthy risk. And I'm really grateful for my parents that they were understanding because I'm, I'm, there's always this point that I tell them, Hey, I'm going to do something crazy. Don't freak out. And they're like, okay. Um, but yeah, I have a couple of stories about that, but that's in a nutshell. Um, what's my, my journey so far since college. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, wow. It's like a movie. Like you literally, the fact that you, when you switched over and then you were like, okay, I'm never going back. And then you, um, you get that internship at own, like that's huge. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was wild. That's crazy. I mean, I can only imagine like how much you learn just from day one of that. Like, that's crazy. That's so cool. What's funny is I wasn't living at LA at the time. So I had to figure out oh, a yeah. way to get from my house to West Hollywood every day. And LA traffic is famous for being, you know, just unbearable. Yeah. But I I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m., drive to the train station, take the train station to the Union Station, and then the Union Station to Hollywood and Highlander, and then walk from Hollywood and Highlander to Santa Monica Boulevard, where the office was. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, like, that shows your work ethic, right? You were willing to do all that. But I think what's also interesting is the fact that you, when you um, had to make that decision to drop the scholarship, like, how did you, I mean, did you just like have a feeling that it was going to be worth it? Most people would be like, okay, like keep the money, just do what you're doing, <laughs> try to balance it all. But you were willing to bet on yourself and like take the risk and go all in on what you felt like was worth it for you. I mean, how did you make that decision? Because I feel like a lot of, a lot of the time, like we were like, like you said, your overall, um, what you would title yourself as, as an artist, right? And a lot of the times, like as artists or creatives or aspiring artists, um, the thought of going all in on your thing, um, even if it's not like career wise, but just like going all in and like um, confidently being like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I would love to do. And in spite of what people might think or like what you might think of yourself, you know, going all in, that's really hard to do. And it's a really big risk to take. Like, how did you find the courage to do that at such a young age. I don't know, like that seems really scary to me. I mean, first and foremost, I have a really good support system. I have my brothers, I have my parents and um, you know, they've always been supportive. Um, but even in that, there's still the details of making a decision for my own life. And really, it was really just the thought of can I do track at a professional level? That's the first question I asked myself. And it was like, no, I'm not fast enough. So then I was like, so what am I doing here? Yeah. And it's just sort of asking those hard questions and just being completely objective with myself. Yeah. And I think when I started to look at, and I talked to professors, I talked to so many people in a sense that, hey, I'm look, trying to go into acting. What do you think? And they told me, honestly, what they thought about my potential, about where I was at, about where I could be. And then it was just really a thought of, and it's really subtle. It's not necessarily, you know, I'm not, I've done sports all my life. So obviously leaving my comfort zone is uncomfortable, but I think it was just a really, 
you just sort of sit down and you think, wait a minute, I can be pretty good at this. Yeah. And it's just like that aha moment, just like, wait, if I actually do this, what do you think could happen? And it was, it was, and I think it was after that, I just told my parents, my mom was a stat, my mom was really happy about it. My dad was a bit iffy. He claims till this day that he supported, but I was like, nah, not really. You were still like, why don't you just do both? Um, but I think once I got the Oprah Winfrey network, <laughs> he sort of eased up a bit because he was just like, well, at least he can get a job at the end of the day. <laughs> um, which, you know, is, it's a dad thing. I, I completely understand. But I think once he actually saw me in my first lead role in a, in a play, that's when he was just like, oh, wow, hmm. this is interesting. And that's when he started to tell his coworkers, like, oh, yeah, my son's an actor. And then, like, he started wow. to bring his friends to my shows. And that was that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was really just an objective decision of I can't do track and field professionally. I'm not good enough. However, if I leave now while I'm young, while I'm still in the school system and still under my mentors, I can at least build myself up to the point where I can survive on my own a bit when I leave my college so I can at least go to LA and start to compete for work. So that that was really what struck the decision. Because if I stayed in track and field and try to be an actor after, that's rough. Yeah. 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 It's that self-awareness. Like you were like, this is not, these are not my strengths. Like I can, I can be okay. I can be average at this or I can go all in on the other thing and be the best that I can be at this, you know, which is, yeah. Yeah. It's just like hard to do because like you said, it was your comfort zone. And a lot of the times, like the things that we're like, we're okay at, like people praise you. I'm sure you have people who are like, yeah, like you can run fast. Like you're faster than me, you know, but like those, like those things, like that might be your comfort zone. It might be what you're used to, but it doesn't mean that that's necessarily. Well, mm -hmm. think about, sorry to cut you off, but like this is no, interesting in a sense that like you have to ask yourself, can I make a living from this? Mm -hmm. Based off my scholarship money, it's like if I try to make money from track and field, it's not going to work monetarily. Like it, it's not going to click. So it's, I think, and I think anybody can sort of empathize with that in a sense, like, am I good enough to charge money for my skills in this particular thing? So I was not good enough to charge money in my track and field skill. Continuing on with your journey, right? So you started going all in on theater and theater. You did your, you studied theater in undergrad and graduated with that degree. What were some like, mindset shifts that you had to make when you had those negative thoughts or like maybe comparison or um, experienced depression when you were first getting into it? What were the things running through your mind? And then how did you combat those things? Cause that can be tough, right? Yeah. Um... I totally understand your question. You know, the funny thing is I was really, I was looking for the smoke because at my school, you know, I, I was one of two or three black guys in the theater department. Mm -hmm. So if there was a role for 
and we were all different ages. So if there's a role for a black guy, I'm the usual suspect, but I know that's not reality. I know that's not the real world. I know that I'm not the only black guy in Southern California. So for me, I started to look for professional work right after I got that commercial when I was a second year. And, you know, obviously when, when I was starting off, I had a, and it, you're, you can be replaceable. And, and, and that's not a bad thing. I think it just sort of gets a person out of their ego. I remember going to an audition for a football commercial and God, it was the most intimidating thing. I, even to this day, it just freaked me out because I'm surrounded by people who are bigger than me, taller than me, faster than me, more athletic than me, better looking than me. And and you know, I you know, I think I'm all that, you know, oh yeah, I booked this job and you know, hot shot, still in college, blah, blah, blah. But you start to understand that it's a really big world out there. And a lot of people want the same things as you. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a vulnerability, a willingness to compete, a lot of effort, a little bit of luck, uh, timing. So I think over time, my mentality shifted and I really had to ask myself, that's the beauty and the curse of this, you know, questions that are yes and no and those gray areas. But I think that maneuver this industry in one piece and continue to work on yourself as you make a living doing this. And and that's really what I've been working toward. It's about the camaraderie. It's about the love. It's about the story. It's about other people. It's about helping. Um, So I had to sort of get out of that selfishness and start to be more open to, I guess, other possibilities that my life could go through. Um, So yeah, that's it's a long winded answer, but it's a, it's a tough question. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so that's, I think that's what I would say. That's where my head is at right now. No, that's a good answer. I feel like it goes back to your why, like you remind yourself of like why you're really doing it. That kind of helps you counter the negativity, the comparison, the frustration, the rejection. Like I said, like, I think it really does go back to knowing your why and that is what i think drives you forward i do want to know like what are some things you're working on right now that uh, are things projects that you've done recently projects that stand out to you that you loved and why did you love those projects and then what are you working on right now yeah um some projects that i have loved um you know most of my work at the right now is commercial work Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've been able to work with Adidas and, and Microsoft, Nike, um, Parks Projects, and, you know, also doing modeling. And I, and I just learned a lot about what this industry is about. And, and sort of at the end of the day, it is a business. And, you know, I, I sort of look at it with an entrepreneurial mindset. I love the fact that I, fulfill a need you have a company that has this amazing product that they want to communicate to the public 
but they don't necessarily know how to do that. So they look for people like me who have, whether it be, I don't know, the energy or the skill or the charm to, to artistically put it in a package that will make people excited and see if that product can help their lives rather than just like, oh, it's a commercial about this thing that we want you to buy. It's like, well, no, you know, we actually think that this can help you. Um, so I've been sort of looking at commercials that way. I've been watching commercials differently, looking for the story in commercials. Um, another thing I'm really excited about is my YouTube channel, Faithfulness Shakespeare. I've had this idea for a long time and it's been quite the journey, but, um, I'm just really excited that I was able to get started at a really good moment. I mean, in the cultural zeitgeist of entertainment, I think Shakespeare has sort of been reawoken because you have Daniel Craig and Ruth uh, Nega. They're about to put uh, Macbeth on Broadway. You have Denzel Washington in the Joel Cole movie with Francis McDormand. Um, Sorcerer Ronan just finished um, as Lady Macbeth in London. So that's why I was just like, yeah, I, I really do need to get this going. And I feel like it was probably the best thing that I can do. I started it during the pandemic. I was struggling with it, just really fighting with it, took a break from it, got back to it. And to me, that's just, that's filmmaking. Um, the biggest films, they struggle. It goes through a hiatus. Maybe they need to replace talent. Maybe there's something wrong with the writing. They're not getting the permits. At the end of the day, it's just problem solving. But I think that, you know, Faithfulness Shakespeare is like a personal project that I can call mine. That was really resonant to me. I think you asked, yeah, no, that was it in the sense that like, what am I working on right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of other a lot of other commercials um, mm -hmm. looking into get more into theatrical uh, film and television stuff. Uh, and yeah, you know, faithfulness I, just to finding the fun in it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just hoping it connects with people and uh, and they like it. So, yeah, I love that. I love Shakespeare. I I had a whole like Shakespeare's. Did everyone have like a did everyone who likes books or theater have like a Shakespeare? I don't know, obsession period in middle school or high school. I feel was it just me? I don't know. Because I know. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I guess I'm the, OK, good, good, good. I was like, please don't let me be the only weird one over here. But yeah, I definitely had like a phase, no. like a Shakespeare phase. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I love that. I'm excited to. I've seen. He's, I've, he's I've, timeless. Yeah. He's timeless. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to look more into what you're doing. Um, because I've seen it. Like I saw your Instagram. I think I might have watched some clips, but I need to get more into it. So we'll definitely link all that below. Uh, so everyone can check it out. So. Cool. Thank you. But yeah, and everything that you said just now was brilliant because everything you said was literally a mindset shift. Like you talked about how you were like thinking about commercials in a different way, like thinking about acting in a different way, thinking about it as a business and like thinking about how you can serve people with your talents, with your skills, right? And whereas most people would be like, oh, I'm just an actor, like, oh, I'm just doing, like, I hate that word just, like, no, you have gifts, yeah. you have skills, you've worked on this, 
and now someone someone is in need of that you know and so i love that you had that mindset were you gonna say something yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking because i think a lot of people have a negative let's say you go up to someone and you say oh hi i'm an actor and they sort of look at you you know weirdly and they and you know they're judging you essentially and obviously the world isn't necessarily and you know i'm not pitying i'm not doing a pity party here but it's just the reality we're non-traditional earners and i feel like the industry of entertainment is sort of a non-traditional very bohemian sort of environment yeah it's very unorthodox but at the end of the day there's value and and i think we have to know as artists that we have value we have yeah. skills that we sell we have things that people want that they desire that they want to do and they want to be involved in you know i and i and i really encourage artists to really sit down and ask themselves what are my skills what are my rates what can i can i actually go up to a producer or a director have a conversation with them and actually talk about what i can bring to their art and i feel like once an artist can actually talk with that much conviction with that much i wouldn't even say confidence i would say practicality because i feel like being an artist is a very practical thing to do i mean this is a multi-billion dollar industry they're shooting things every single day everybody wants to be a part of the entertainment industry in a way yet you know people feel some type of way about it i don't know it's so silly mm -hmm. but i think once i started to sort of change my mind of just like no wait a minute oh i i have some skills yeah. You know, like I, I trained, I went to college and I trained for this specific thing. There's an amount of money that I can charge for this skill because you know, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Um, so once, and it's so practical, once I practicalized it, it, it was no longer a fantasy. It was no longer this sort of, oh, I'm an actor. It's like, no, you're an actor. I have a nine to five job. I show up to set and then I leave set. I have an hourly pay. I have a lunch break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, <laughs> there's nothing, it's work. It's yeah. actual, genuine, practical work that pays my bills, that pays my car note, that pays my groceries. Like, so, so <laughs> I really, I really think that, um, yeah I, I i always tell people take an acting class take an acting class it's so it's such a great skill to have because it gets you in your body it gets you out of your head it takes you away from your self-consciousness from your ego and most importantly it gives you empathy it gives you vulnerability so you can connect with other people because you're connecting with stories that have nothing to do with you most of the characters, if not all the characters that I've played theatrically, have no, I guess, logistical connection to me. But I do understand that there's a human connection. Mm -hmm. And once I can tap into that, I'm just like, that's what makes this so special, because it's a very human industry. Obviously, you know, money, 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 they'll do what they can to sort of sell it. But I feel like as an artist, that's the priority in the sense that understand that you're doing a human job of value that people look for. Um, and you're gonna find it every day. I find it every day on LA Casting and Actors Access. They're, they're, they're looking for particular people 
that can bring these characters to life, that can bring this commercial to life. And you're the ones that are going to fulfill it. So long-winded answer, but I, I love talking about this stuff. This is so good. Oh my gosh. Know, I wish we had more time. This is so good. That's like a, this is like a masterclass in working in the theater, in acting and working in the arts. That was is, so this good. Is, this is just the experience of where I'm at at 25 <laughs> years old, you know, like. There you go. God willing, uh, you know, obviously there's going to come a point in time that I hope everybody who is an actor can say, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I feel like once that fork in the road is sort of like that decision for me, I started acting when I was 18. I didn't really think about all of that until after the pandemic, because you're always just like, should I do this? Should I not? Mm -hmm. I'm not really seeing results. Maybe I'm not good enough. Should mm -hmm. I go to school again? No, maybe I shouldn't. It's so volatile. There's no guarantees. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but if someone has enough courage and courage is making, taking action in spite of fear, um, and you can just try and, and, and pray for the best, I don't know. I, I think anything can happen. Yeah. Um, and just sort of being open to that. Like if, if you don't get what you want or desire, do you still believe that this journey was worthwhile? And every artist is going to have to, I guess, come into communion with that because to other people, they value commercialism. They value the best of the best. They value the top percent. And if you're not the top percent, they're not going to hold you to the same standard or the same value. So it's up to us to understand what's my self-value? What do I actually believe what I do? Is there a self-actualization, a self-importance that, no, what I do is serious and, and I take my craft seriously, even if you're not you know, the number one on the call sheet, even if you're not getting paid millions of dollars, do you still come to set with accountability and professionalism and treat every role the same? Do you treat people the same? So it's maneuvering that in a very muddy watered environment. Because once you actually get into the real world, you know, outside of college, outside of community theater or outside of student films, it gets real. The egos clash, the pressure is on. And I, I, I think that self-sufficiency really needs to be developed, not only just artistically, but mentally, financially, mm -hmm. um, physically. I mean, this is, acting is a professional sport at the end of the day. I mean, you're using everything. I'm using my mind, my voice, my body. Um, it, there's just so much. Like I said, I, I, can, I can talk about this forever. Um, I can because, tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so I mean, good. When you're an actor, you think about this a lot. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's just one of those industries that if people can put up with you enough, you can do this for life. Mm -hmm. You know, there are people that have been, been, been actors for 40, 50 years um, because they've just been able to be consistent in their work. And we've loved to see them grow. 
Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've done Macbeth before, but I'm a different person now. I wasn't the same person when I was 18. I'm now 25 and I'm going to be different when I'm 35 and 45 and God willing, 85. It's, it's all sort of that, that, um, just how we were talking about that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, um, I mean, if anything, if I were to give one piece of advice to any artist right now who wants to do this professionally, get your finances in order. That is the first thing. Don't worry about the art. You have a lot of time. Believe me. I think we all try to put pressure on ourselves because we're in a very fast paced industry and that makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's about timing. And in between that time, you need to make sure that you're healthy, you have food, you have shelter, you have water, you can afford things. (laughs) And based off of that, (laughs) once you have those things, you're going to be a much healthier artist because you're now working for the art. You're not working necessarily. I mean, you know, duh, we work for money, but it's different when you're not desperate, yeah. you know, and I, I'm sure you've heard cast directors say this a bunch of times. It's, you know, the usual thing. Oh, don't be desperate for the job and blah, blah, blah. But when I talk about financially, um, you know, get your finances in order, I mean, like from top to bottom, you need to know how much your life costs. You need to know how much you make a month. You need to know your expenses of of how much you make a month. You need to make a yearly account of how much do you think you're going to spend? What kind of things am I going to spend it on in both your entertainment life and your personal life? And then when he brings, it's, there's just, you're signing up to be an entrepreneur. Basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And what I've noticed. Yeah. And what I've noticed with successful artists, they are extremely organized. You know, I, I worked at an agency, creative artist agency, and, and they're the biggest agency in the world. And I've been really fortunate to see how they work because I was in the motion, what was it, the motion, motion picture talent, right? So mm-hmm. you're seeing all the actors and you're seeing how it works, essentially. They are on it. They're not playing. Like it's, yeah. So first and foremost, get your finances in order. Make sure, just give yourself clarity because once you start making decisions from a position of power rather than a position of emotion, that gives you confidence because so so many times, even as an actor personally, I feel powerless. I don't, I can't give myself the job. Mm-hmm. I don't have any control over what's going to be in the final cut. I don't even have control whether the movie's going to come out or not. Like I have zero control i can only control what i bring to the table and i can only control i guess my mentality but i can control my finances i can control where my money goes i can control what i spend it on and i can control how the flow of it is so and once once i started to do that you know you just really, you just talk different and, and you really start to treat yourself like a professional. You really introduce yourself like, yeah, I'm a working actor. This is what I do. And you don't care who you're talking to because like I could look Nigerians in the eye and tell them, yeah, this is what I do. 
I, I was gonna to. say how how did yeah. how did those conversations go? I mean, I, that's so so real, right? Like I tell them straight up, like, yeah, this is what I do, and and like I said, once you professionalize it, once mm. you practicalize it, they can sense there's no shame in your tone. So when you talk to them, they're like, oh yes, yes you are, yes you are an actor. You're not, you know, you don't have this sort of like, you know, because like when we first started out, you'd be like, oh well. There's no apology. There's mm -hmm. no apology. It's not apologetic. Exactly. Yeah. It's a statement. It's a declaration. It's a fact. I am this. And once you start talking that way, people over time will believe it, especially when those actions start to correlate with those declarations, you know? Yeah. <sighs> That was there was too much there. I don't even know. I can't summarize that. That was too good. I mean, it all, it all <laughs> connects, though, right? Like getting your finances in order, knowing who you are, having the courage to like believe that you actually can do what you came to do, like what you're, what you feel like you're supposed to be doing, right? And then like being able to walk that out with confidence and conviction, and then like being professional, like it all ties together, and it's all essential to like having um feeling successful in your work right and doing feeling successful and using your gifts and doing what you love to do so yeah mm. and i like how you said that and and it's about feeling successful now feeling mm -hmm. successful where i am right because i think there's there's a lot of i'm gonna be happy once i start making this amount of money mm. but once I started to sort of, you know, do these daily practices of making sure my finances are in order, making sure I'm doing the daily work, making sure that I'm showing up and that I'm present, you're just happier as an artist. I can, I mean, commercials, and I'm telling you, I'm watching them and I am so happy for them. I'm entertained by the art that they did. I am just excited that they're working, they're making money, that the yeah. productions are going. I mean, there's just a more joy once you've secured your own joy and you're working on your joy on a daily basis. And yeah. you can just share that with other people. There's, there's just more of a, because obviously, you know, a lot of people are bitter about this industry. It's very cutthroat, it's very competitive um it can get very antsy it can mess with your head there's a lot of coldness there's a lot of callousness there's a lot of anger and i i really you know even back then when i sort of experienced that you know shock of wow these there's a lot of people that look like me i had to promise myself do not turn into a cold-hearted person make sure that being open and, and that it's it's watching your friends work supporting them showing up for them um you know being happy for them when they book something really cool and even watching the 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 really big stars watching their work because they're going through the same thing you're always going to have to compete you're always yeah. you know not a, not everybody auditions but you're going to have to go in and read with someone else like it's it the process is never ending i, I mean i recognize that at caa i'm just like this is an A-list actor. You're telling me they still have to go in and read? And they're like, yeah, because there's other people like you and they're almost just as good. So it's just to, 
you know, where I was really going with this is keep that joy in you. And I feel like you're, you're more secure. You're not, you're not, um, you're not ungrateful. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not, you're not searching for something that you think is going to make you happy, but you're secure in your journey and you understand that I am moving forward. I am taking these steps. I am doing what I need to do. And while other people might be in another area, maybe a higher one, I can be happy for them. I can, I can cheer them on because mm -hmm. I know they're going to do the same for me, hopefully. Yeah. So um, it's not comparing yourself to other people. It's understanding that I have a specific journey and I'm a very specific person with a very specific background, with a specific mentality that has specific stories they want to tell. Um, and it's, it's acting is almost like therapy in a way. It's, I mean, it has so much to do with life. Um, I mean, when I became an actor, a lot of things changed. So it's, it's good. It's, it's healthy stuff. Um, and, you know, like I said, I can just ramble on and on and on. <laughs> but my, my point was just keep the joy. Make sure that you're, you know, when you see something, you're smiling. You're not angry. You're not saying, yeah. oh, you're not being a critic. You know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. saying, oh, that was trash. Or I, I don't, I don't talk that way anymore because I'm just like, well, that's my fellow artist. We're yeah. in the arena together. We need to support each other because we understand how hard that is to, to show up, you know, on cue and circumstances that I didn't choose and to perform in front of people. Like it's, right. it's daunting. And so I want to be around supportive people. I don't want to be around people who just always see the negative in the art. If you're not an artist, okay. You know, you can say whatever you want, but if you're an artist, like you should have usually a positive mentality and then try to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, you don't know what happens on set. You don't know what they were going through, what the director chose or whatever the case may be. So um, yeah, it's, it's just really being the kind of person that you want to work with. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like a lesson for anyone, right? Like that's like a lesson on life, like finding your joy and focusing on curating your joy and not pulling those around you down, like, because you don't mm -hmm. have that joy yourself and mm -hmm yeah everything you're and saying. not trying to prove yourself to people yeah that's a big thing in this industry you know well i did yeah. this well i booked this well i booked this uh. and, you know whenever <laughs> i whenever i sort of go to those parties i'm just like okay 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 we don't have to do this right we don't have to go tit for tat we don't need to compare let's we're just all on talk. this exactly. I accept, exactly i accept you Okay, I'm yeah. not judging you. I don't think you're below me. I don't think you're higher. Like, really, I'm just looking at you. We don't, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it, and it's me taking the first step to do that. I'm just making them feel comfortable that they don't have to bombard my, me with their resume. It's like, it's okay. Let's, let's just talk. Let's, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot of it, Estelle. And, 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 and you know, not everybody, I'm not saying I think wonderfully, because there's still a lot of things that I'm working through. Um, but there has to be intentional time taken to have a healthy mentality, I think, because like mm -hmm. I said, if not, I mean, man, 
Yeah. It's it's hard. It's really, really hard. Only 2%, either 1.5 or 2% of actors are constantly working. Mm-hmm. So technically, as an actor right now, I'm unemployed. Technically, mm-hmm. because I'm not on set. There are only 1% of people that are consistently on set. Everybody else, you're, it's feast or famine. So it's how do I healthily survive what I chose? Because a lot of people say, well, well, God destined me to be an actor. And somehow that doesn't allow them to take responsibility for that decision. It's just like, well, you chose to get into this industry. Mm-hmm. You need to put in the work to make sure that you're going through it healthily. Um, so practical, 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 practical stuff. Yeah. So good. And we talked about mindset a lot on this show because every creative I talk to has something to say about like mindset, positive mindset, and like focusing on your why and all these, everything you're saying basically like in a different way. And so it's, it is very practical, right? Like that's how you not just survive, but thrive in whatever you're trying to do creatively. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's so good. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, we can do part two, part three, part four, if you want. Because <laughs> this is really good. But thank you so much for sharing. That was a lot of advice. I'm going to listen to this over and over again. I, I usually don't even like listening to myself. Not going to lie. But when it's like a really good interview. You got to get used to that. When you're I know. Actor, or when you're an artist. Yeah. I know. Because we're self-conscious and we're just like, oh, what was I doing? Or, oh, I sound stupid. Or, oh, oh why was I saying that? You should watch me while I listen to my podcast and like edit them. Like, oh my gosh. But anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, that's that's. I mean, that's what I'm gonna do when I listen to myself. I'm just like, why did I say it like that? That's not what I meant. You know what I mean? Don't do like... that. Don't do that. Everything you said was brilliant. Okay. No, so... like it's natural. I think that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. just how you said, like, don't think that way. You know, I said what was on my heart. And that's right. What it I is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Oh, well, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. so thank you so much. I can't wait to go back and listen to this. And I know that everyone's going to love it and be inspired by this. So thank you. And let us know where we can find you. If for everyone who wants to keep up with what you're doing and with the shakes with your um, Shakespeare project as well, like what are all the links and I will tag them. I'll put them in the show notes as well. Yeah, totally. I have a website called faithfulnessa.com, F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L-N-E-S-S-A.com. And on my website, all my links are there. So go crazy. Perfect. (laughs) Nice and simple. I will tag everything below. I'll probably, I'll tag your Instagram, like the Shakespeare, your YouTube and everything below too, just to make it easy for everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Creatively by Estelle. I hope you feel encouraged by today's episode as you start this week. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to just share this episode with a friend if you liked it or with someone who you think this could be encouraging to. It would really help the show. Also, if you really loved this episode, if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts 
and leaving a review and rating this show. It would really help us reach more people through this show and grow our Creatively community. All right. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.